all right we had a lot that we had to get to already but this is literally just breaking now from john solomon just the news in dramatic reversal wayne county election board republicans rescind votes certifying results so honestly i mean here we go again you know same county different day basically um literally it's just breaking as we're going on here in an extraordinary turnabout that foreshadows possible legal action he writes the two gop members of wayne county's election board signed affidavits wednesday night alleging they were bullied and by the way they were completely and entirely bullied we have all the evidence um and we'll get to that throughout the course of the program but anyway so the statements by wayne county board of canvassers chairwoman monica palmer and fellow gop member william c hartman rescinding their votes from a day earlier threw into question anew whether michigan's presidential vote uh currently favoring democrat joe biden will be certified they also signaled a possible legal confrontation ahead hartman says i voted not to certify i still believe this vote should not be certified until these questions are addressed i remain opposed to certification of the wayne county results uh palmer says i rescind my prior vote to certify wayne county's elections wayne county had serious process flaws which deserve investigation now this is pretty huge news and i'll tell you why it's so big and this came from um the election uh wizard on twitter now he writes and this was yesterday that wayne county is so big like this is very crucial in the state of michigan because without the votes being certified in wayne county which is the detroit area of michigan um that's 863 thousand votes so if those votes aren't certified and do not count in the election then guess what those are 16 of the 290 electoral votes that the media is projecting joe biden's going to get you can kiss those goodbye that's off the board and donald trump will lead michigan by approximately 177 thousand votes now joe biden at this point in time like i just said is at 290 so you subtract the 16 uh, no good at math where do we go to 274 either way he'll still um be projected by and again remember he's projected just by the media at this point in time as having enough votes there has been no certification from the states it is not december 14th the electors have not met yet um so that would be kind of huge but then as far as pennsylvania goes and we have serious questions about pennsylvania hey what about the covid lockdowns um and what's going on in pennsylvania pennsylvania governor wolf is making people wear masks listen to this inside their own homes you got to be kidding me now new york as well don't worry we'll get into andrew cuomo i did you i did you see his press conference today what a complete arrogant condescending snob he truly is you know he's treating a reporter like absolute garbage when the reporter is just trying to get answers and information out of the governor of new york city that's it andrew cuomo um so we'll get this part of that but anyway so pennsylvania is making people wear masks inside their own home i have no idea what's going on there how can honestly how can you even enforce that i mean are you gonna do like they're doing in jewish communities in new york city and have inspectors sort of with binoculars looking into houses i th this is just beyond ridiculous at this point in time the amount of power that the democrats have accumulated and blamed covid for it is just unprecedented it's beyond ridiculous and there needs to be real strong tough hard pushback 
against the Democrats and the Democrat Party. Now, before um, we get into COVID, I wanted to, there's an article today, and it's in um, KMVT uh, out of Idaho. Uh, Steve Kirch is the uh, writer on it. So here's what he's discussing in it, basically. And I want to put this in the most simplest terms possible because i'm still trying to work it out myself i want to make sure everyone fully understands what could possibly happen here if like i said well i mean right now if this were to stand in wayne county then trump's gonna take michigan um if they if they fail to certify the results of wayne county um and then you know pennsylvania we're seeing a legal battle play out there wisconsin there's news on wisconsin georgia um so there are there are plenty of different paths for donald j trump to still be reelected. but here's a scenario that i haven't heard tossed around often um and like i said this comes from kmvt in idaho steve kirch even though election lawsuits are being dismissed trump may still have a path to victory. So this is what he writes, and you know, he, he, they, he's a, a so-called news reporter, so he takes his shots um, at Donald Trump. But anyway, so here is what um, he is saying. So when the members of the Electoral College meet in their respective states on December 14th, there could potentially be a dispute about electors in certain swing states because the lawsuits and recounts weren't resolved by December 8th. So everything that's going on as far as the Trump campaign suing in different states and the lawsuits that they have and are handling, if they're not resolved by December 8th, this could play out. It could create a dilemma as to which candidates slate of electors should be recognized. In a state like Pennsylvania, which has a Democrat secretary of state who um i believe was on uh cnn here's um what's her name jocelyn benson i it, it, just take a look at jocelyn benson by the way to me you can sort of work out that she hates the president and notice that you know an appearance on cnn all right well if, if that wasn't a telltale sign they, there you go um so and she's a democrat obviously so she is just she wants just needs Joe Biden to be elected president. So anyway, she could award Joe Biden's slate of electors the electoral votes because he's ahead in the votes and as a result will certify the win for Biden. However, the state legislatures, which by the way are controlled by the uh, Republicans in Michigan, the Republican state legislatures could potentially award trump's slate electors because they might have an issue or questions about how the ballots were cast and counted and honestly at this point in time how could you not have questions for pausing the vote on election night and then all of a sudden ever since then it's been biden 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 with these mail-in ballots how could you not have questions for that i mean do you really have faith in our election process because i sure don't now we're getting you know all this reporting from Sidney powell and lynn wood and the trump campaign legal team talking about dominion software and voting systems and we've gone through it before you know changing vote votes for uh from trump to joe biden how can we have any trust in any part of our election system i don't now, Kirch goes on to argue that the, the scenario isn't unprecedented. It happened in 1876 between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden, when Republicans and Democrats submitted competing slates of electors in certain swing states that could have pushed the election in either candidate's favor. If such a scenario were to arise again, and this comes on January 6th, 2021, it could be up to Congress to settle the dispute when the House and Senate meet to count electoral college votes. If the House and Senate disagree on which slate of electors to recognize, they could ask the state governor to intervene and determine 
who the winner is. However, now listen to this. Another scenario is under the 12th Amendment, which I'm holding in my hands. We'll go through it in a second. The House decides the president and the Senate decides the vice president. Now, in this scenario, each state, so that, that's important, by the way. The language here is very, extremely important. Each state would get one vote. That's in the House of Representatives. The state's getting just one single vote. So it's not every congressperson. So obviously in New York, you have Lee Zeldin. You have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. By the way, what did I tell you? All, all talk. No action to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Pelosi today, big Pelosi news um, that we'll get to throughout the course of the program. But, um, and then you could say you have uh, Brian Higgins, who's actually uh, my congressperson at this uh, point in time. So they, it wouldn't be three votes for all of them. It's one vote from the state of New York. Um, and Kurtz rightfully says such a case would benefit the Republican candidate, even though the House Democrats have a majority in total representation, the Republicans control the majority of state delegates. So the Republicans uh, represent more states um, in the uh, House of Representatives. The same would pertain to the Senate in such a scenario. Trump and Pence could be reelected, <clears throat> excuse me, for a second term if the composition of the House and Senate stays the same and the elected officials vote along party lines. So hypothetically, Trump doesn't need to win his lawsuits. All he needs to do is delay the certification process through litigation and recount. So now let me read to you the 12th Amendment and we'll, we'll put it all together. The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for president and vice president, one of whom at least shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. So we know all this. And then obviously the person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president. If such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed, and if no person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately. So basically, if Joe Biden or Donald Trump, neither one of them get to the desired required number, 270 um, electoral college votes, then this is where this language, the 12th Amendment, is so important. The House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. But in choosing the president, the votes shall be taken by states. The representation from, again, each state, not each congressperson, one vote per state. The representation from each state having that one vote, a quorum for this purpose shall consist of a member or members from two-thirds of the state and a majority of all the states shall be necessary to a choice and if the house of representatives shall not choose a president whenever the right of choice shall develop devolve excuse me upon them before the fourth day of march next following then the vice president shall act as president as is as in the case of the death or other constitutional disability of the president so the House of Representatives will choose by state, one vote per state, who will be the president if no one gets to 270 electoral college votes under the 12th Amendment. As far as vice president goes, uh, the person having the greatest number of votes as vice president shall be the vice president, obviously, if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. But if no person have a majority, then from the two highest numbers on the list, we don't have to worry about that because obviously it's just um, Trump and Biden at this point in time, you know, Joe Jorgensen's uh, in there. 
as well, so that won't matter. But if such a number be a majority of the whole uh, number of electors appointed, by the way, I'm reading right from the 12th Amendment. It's not my language. It's literally uh, the 12th Amendment, word for word. Um, and if no person have a majority, then from the two highest numbers, the Senate shall choose the vice president. Again, it's just the number, this one um, per state. So Republicans have the ability under the 12th Amendment, if, you know, litigation and recounts, as Kirch argues, continues, then Trump doesn't necessarily need to win the lawsuits. He needs to just delay um, up until January 6th. And then the House of Representatives, which as um, because it's just one vote per state, that Republicans will reelect Donald Trump. And then if the Senate being this, uh, deciding the vice presidency, they will, with Republicans again having a majority, will reelect Mike Pence. So there's a whole lot going on here, but the greater point here is that this election is by no means over. It's not even December 14th yet. We're, I mean, we're not even in the month of December. So there's a lot still to play out here. And by the way, the Supreme Court, if the Trump campaign doesn't like rulings that they get, you know, the Pennsylvania um, case, then they can bring those cases up and appeal them to the Supreme Court as well. So the Supreme Court still could very well play a part um, in this election. And I would probably bet on the Supreme Court one way or another having some say um, in this election. I mean, I, you know, the president, along with the uh, major Republicans having the majority in the Senate confirming uh, Gorsuch and then Kavanaugh and then Coney Barrett could very, I mean, very well, it's likely a scenario that could play out that uh, Donald Trump and the Republicans confirming those three justices could very well save Donald Trump's presidency. But there is still a lot to play out. But really, truly, I mean it when I say it, there is, this is by no means a, a done deal. This election is, is not even close to being over. It's not even December. The electors haven't even yet met yet, despite what the mainstream media wants you to say or wants you to think. Now, <clears throat> I think that at this point, it's just a, a, a pressure that the media want to put on Donald Trump and say, hey, you, you better concede. There's no way, there's no path for you to win. Now that as well, my thinking of this goes into, think about Arizona on election night and then maybe one or two days after election night, North Carolina as well, where there was really no way that Joe Biden was going to come back. I mean, there was no way ever that Biden was going to win Alaska, but also there was, you know, the votes weren't there as far as North Carolina went. Now, to me, what it was, was a visual game. So they had Biden up to, I think he was on like 264 for a lengthy um, period of time. You know, they, Fox News disgraceful in calling Arizona immediately after Biden takes a lead. They did the same um, in Virginia. I mean, the president wasn't, the president was winning in Virginia and they just happened to call it for Joe Biden. Um, so it was all visuals to me though. Because here's Trump at 214. They refused to even give him the three in Alaska. And then they didn't want to give him the 15 in North Carolina for a long period of time. Well, now it currently is the, with the media's projection, the president's at 232. Well, after litigation and the Supreme Court and recounts, the president, I, I believe that Donald Trump won in Pennsylvania. I believe he won in Georgia. Uh, I believe it, if you can prove it, and I, I don't know how Joe Biden could possibly have won Arizona. The president has done so much for Arizona. I'll, I'll give you 400 reasons 
why Donald Trump should have won Arizona and should have won Arizona comprehensively. How about 400 miles of southern border wall that he got done, he got built to keep illegal aliens fleeing into Arizona? What has Joe Biden ever done for the state of Arizona? Literally, in his 47 years in politics, being a swamp creature in Washington, D.C., he hasn't done a single thing. I mean, that is, rings true for the whole entire country. What does Joe Biden have to show for himself? Joe Biden is a weak, old, failing human being. It is just plain dangerous to have Joe Biden, leader of this country, leader of the free world, commander-in-chief. It's just plain dangerous, not only for us, but for the entire world. I mean, China obviously likes it. They're out there congratulating Biden on his victory. I mean, they couldn't be quick enough to see Trump go. They couldn't be any happier um, about it. But to me, I, I, I don't see how the president lost Wisconsin. I don't see how he lost Michigan. I think, you know, at this point in time where you have 232 for Trump, I think very well. Pennsylvania could get reversed if it goes to the Supreme Court. Well, hey, guess what? You give the president Pennsylvania, there's 252. We'll see what plays out in Georgia. They're doing their recounts. By the way, the recounts don't mean basically anything. And they're still, I mean, they're still finding ballots at this point in time. Again, where, how can you possibly have faith in our election system? But Georgia, after you do an audit, the, the difference is like 12,000, I believe. Now, who knows how many of those votes are fraudulent? I don't see the president losing in Georgia. I mean, he wins Florida. He wins North Carolina, yet for some reason he loses Georgia. I don't think it happened in the Peach State. So I would very well give uh, the president, I think it will be flipped, I think he will win Georgia eventually i really do well there's 268 so where does where does um the president's other um states come from well let's see what happens in michigan this is big the breaking news on wayne county right now like i said if that result if, if they can't certify that then donald trump's going to get 16 electoral votes from michigan and you don't have to go any further you're already at 284. You're already reelected president. But I think that there's something to be said about a recount happening in Wisconsin. The president could very well win the state of Wisconsin. There's You can hand that to Trump, give him 294 there. I mean, there's still a, there's still a massive path for Donald Trump to be reelected. But there's still a, a, a path as well for Donald Trump to get over 300 electoral votes and we have to at this point put a lot of trust in the trump legal team in sydney powell in linwood i mean they're out there promising rudy giuliani as well and saying that they have overwhelming incontrovertible evidence that's going to make sure that the courts have they have to overturn this election so the, the you know I, I i've said it repeatedly i'll continue to hold keep the line here and say have faith keep the faith in donald trump that we did our job as americans as conservatives as republicans as some democrats who came across the aisle and saw all the accomplishments that donald j trump and all the good he's done for this country and you know i i've never wavered I really truly believe that Donald J. Trump was reelected. I believe there's good and bad in this world. And I truly think that good will prevail. I mean, Joe Biden to me doesn't even seem like he wants to be president. It seems like he was sort of put up to all of this and that there's a there's a bigger plan behind all of it. That being to get Kamala Harris. Again, the most liberal senator in the united states senate that i mean is that the that's what the democrats want they don't want to unify with republicans when biden says you're gonna unify the country no he's not look at how democrats are treating 
coronavirus. You know, here we go with COVID and COVID lockdowns again. You know, why this election cycle should prove that Democrats should never, ever have power again, ever in this country. Now, let's get into uh, COVID. We'll get to more election stuff um, as the program unfolds. But anyway, so today, New York City Governor, that's what he is, Andrew Cuomo. The headline in Fox News, Cuomo snaps at reporters who asked if New York City's schools will remain open. So Jimmy uh, Veilkind is a Wall Street Journal reporter. He was questioning Cuomo today, and Cuomo just mocking and ridiculing and being as condescending as possible to uh, to Vikan. Uh, excuse me, uh, Veilkind. Vikan um, is his name. He goes, what What are you talking about? You're not going to over... Exactly in that tone as well. We did it already, he yells. He yells, that's the law. An orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. And Viken responds, says, Governor, I'm still confused. He says, then you're confused. Now, think about, right, if Donald Trump was doing this, the narrative paints itself as far as the media goes. Donald Trump isn't taking coronavirus seriously. He's not. To look at him. He's busy mocking reporters. Is there any backlash as far as Andrew Cuomo goes? Does Fredo Cuomo on CNN have any problem with his brother acting like this again? How is it that the brother of the governor, Democrat governor of New York City, how is it that he has this this primetime show on CNN? You know, you, you you don't think there's any bias there? To me, that's enough for CNN to show you their cards and ch tell you exactly that they're a liberal Democrat organization. They're not even news. The president has said, look, you're fake news. He called that right from the beginning. Every single day, it's a, it's a new conspiracy theory lie from cnn so anyway back to the governor of new york city he goes uh i'm then you're confused and he says well i'm confused the reporter vikan vikind i'm confused and parents are still confused as well and then the governor says no they're not confused you're confused read the law and you won't be confused and then he says well i really don't care what you think of course, you because a reporter said, well, you know, I'm sort of confused as well. And then Cuomo says, I don't care what you think. Of course, you agree with him because you're in the same business with him. I, I'm like, all right, well, is this how we treat reporters now, Governor? You know, you, you had problems with Donald Trump for four years calling out the fake news media. But when Cuomo does it, it's okay. No backlash from it whatsoever. Now, as uh, as well as this um, altercation, clash, whatever you want to call it, with uh, Vikand, how about Cuomo saying this? And this is where I really take issue with the governor. If you're socially distant and you wore a mask and you were smart, none of this would be a problem. So you see what he's doing here? If you, if you wore a mask, if you were smart, if you were socially distant. No, it's not me. It's not my mishandling of COVID. No, it's your fault that 10,000 New Yorkers are dead. He says it's all self-imposed. And listen to this. If you didn't eat the cheesecake, you wouldn't have a weight problem. Now, I can only speak for myself. Every single place I go, whether it be a bar, notice I said that first, LOL. If it's a if it's a restaurant, if it's grocery shopping, if it's working, every single place that I have gone to, every person in that establishment has been wearing masks. Oh, and there's a new study today 
out of Denmark as far as masks goes. We'll get to that momentarily. But everyone I see is keeping their distance. Everyone is, is being smart. Everyone is wearing the stupid mask that makes us look like we're China. So did the first lockdown not work? I mean, we still, now we supposedly have two vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna. So now we're going back to being locked down. I've, here's my argument. If, is there a law? Can anyone, and if you can, you know, send it to me, text it to me, email it, whatever. But is there any law that states if you are so afraid of a virus that kills 0 .005, 0 .002, whatever it is, percent of the people that get it. And you notice that we never know who the people are that are dying from this. Obviously, if you have pre-existing conditions or comorbidities or you're older and you're afraid of COVID, then there's no law that says you can't just stay at home. There's none whatsoever. Now, as far as employers go, I, the whole COVID outbreak, what are they going to say? They can't just say, no, you actually have to, you have to come into work. You can work from home. I mean, for the people that can still work, how about bartenders and waiters and waitresses, you know, and barbacks and, and, and uh, people that work in bars for a living? What are they supposed to do? We just shut down to uh, 10 o'clock. That, that's the curfew. It's done. Well, what about people that if they want to go to a bar anyway, don't you think that they're going to come in from 6 to 10 instead of like a, a 10 to 2 or, you know, maybe on the weekdays like a, um, a, they're there earlier. I don't know. You know, I'm not in a bar every single day, but I there's routines that that friends and, and people have, I, I don't think that they're going to stop going to the bar. If anything, I think, that, and, and think about rest, same applies for restaurants, that now you're going to have even more people crowded together. Well, then we got a limit. We can only run at 50% capacity. Well, there you go again. How are the restaurants and bars going to be funded? You know, is there any relief package coming? from New York State, from the federal government. I mean, Democrats and Republicans in the House and in the Senate, and by the way, the Senate Democrats, Senate Republicans have had numerous COVID-19 relief bills on the Senate floor that could be easily passed. That's, I mean, listen, as a, the conservative side of me says $500 billion, my God, that's a lot of money to be spending, especially from the federal government, but it's not you know another two trillion dollar package that the House Democrats want to pass. I mean, at some point in time, all this money is going to have to be paid back. I mean, the chairman, the Fed chairman Jerome Powell's done listen an incredible job handling all of this. But at some point, I mean, we have we have coin shortages. Remember that all this money has to be paid back. And Senate Republicans, to me, are the most responsible. They want to pass relief so that Americans can get through with this. Was where you have Democrat governors who just, they, they love the power that they have. Justice Alito was um, warning about this as well. It says, you know, you can't keep using COVID as an excuse to act like dictators and tyrants, basically. Now, as far as the masks go, there's this study um, out of Denmark that um, effectiveness of adding a mask recommendation to other public health measures to prevent COVID infection in Danish mask wearers. Well, here's what they ended up finding out. A total of 3,030 participants were randomly assigned to the recommendation to wear masks. And 2,994 were assigned to control. 4,862 completed the study. Infection with COVID occurred in 42 participants. Recommended masks, 1.8%. And 53 control participants, 2.1%. The, 
the between group difference was 0.3 percent point so basically what they found is that masks um as far as wearing masks or not wearing masks goes that and and buck sexton the uh talk radio is quoted really well that it's statistically insignificant and scientists quote in the articles mask wearing is essential because we say so i absolutely agree with him you know the a point three percent difference as far as masks go so is it that masks aren't working here do we just take the masks off because they're obvious and 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 how about a second lockdown you know if 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 we're supposed to the mask we're supposed to prevent another lockdown going into effect well it sure didn't do that and here you got this idiot senator in ohio sherrod brown acting like a fool you know saying can the can the presiding officer put his mask on well i mean why obviously they're not working because here as the country we're still wanting to shut down and guess what donald trump warned about this all summer we are never shutting down again now this is it, it, it it's real funny the way that democrats and republicans end up on two different sides of every single issue now democrats more play into the social game and 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 that sort of route is what they take they're looking at well we don't want people to be sick well republicans are looking at the economy and the damage that another shutdown would do how are some businesses that have taken every single precaution that the democrat governors have you know they said it, it's mandatory you need to have plexiglass up well i tell you what as far as the plexiglass goes i'm real happy that covid isn't smart enough to go around the plexiglass right i guess that just <laughs> does that just stop covid in its track uh oh plexiglass can't go around what do they just smack right into the droplets smack into the plexiglass come on give me a break here i'll tell you something the democrat governors are completely un-american that's when i saw cuomo's press conference that's the first word that came to my mind was un-american now i even google searched it and you can do it for yourself as well un-american what does that mean not in accordance with american characteristics another quick google search okay so then what are american characteristics this comes from study.com it's just that you know i'm sure everyone would agree i can give you my own definition of what i think being un-american is like well besides just being a democrat that's easy enough but anyway so study.com don't take philip ward's words for it just listen to this some values and characteristics of american culture include independence do are are we seeing that you know are are we being able to operate independently well fauci himself last week saying quote there there's american independence but now i understand that but now you gotta you gotta do what you're told oh well imagine if donald trump said to americans it's time to do what you're told a dictator ah fascist ah tyrant we told you trump was like this we told you he's so bad give me a break fauci fauci who flip-flops on everything if anyone doesn't have a single handle as far as covid goes it's fauci why would anyone trust that little mouse looking fool anymore i sure don't privacy obviously there's no privacy anymore if you got new york inspectors looking into jewish communities and oh oh the, oh my god they have more than 10 people in there they're just spreading covid everywhere give me a break equality i don't as far as i'm concerned i don't see any equality anymore except for the fact that everyone's being treated like this is some nazi germany tyrannical controlled country where you know it's it's so funny because here you have the democrat governors who if anyone's mishandled it it's been them and yet they want to say trump's mishandled it well guess what there was one known case of covid19 in america 
And guess what Donald Trump did? Not Joe Biden, not Kamala Harris, not Andrew Cuomo, not Gavin Newsom. None of them took the steps that Donald Trump did where he shut down travel from China. Now, we are never going to be able to measure the accurate amount of people that that decision he made when there was one known case, literally one, we don't know how many American lives were saved because of that. Is there is there timeliness with the Democrats? I don't think so. Here we are going into a second lockdown. Achievement, directness, future orientation, nothing that I see. It's completely and totally un-American of the Democrats to do this to American business owners and people that have followed every single dang guideline that they have put forward, yet it didn't work. So what would that be called? As far as I'm concerned, it's mismanagement. It's anything that Democrats touch and are in control of, it goes to hell every single time. New York City's public schools to shut down Thursday over COVID. Spike de Blasio, the alligator of New York City, we must fight back the second wave. New York City principals are being told to take necessary items with them as remote teaching will begin in the morning. Students will shift to remote learning during the indefinite shutdown and all school buildings will remain closed until further notice. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I think about if I was put into remote learning, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't learn a thing. You know, I'd do better when I'm in the classroom itself. I don't know how people taking classes online are doing. I'm not an, an online class kind of guy. It's just not my environment. I get distracted too easily, to be honest with you. But it, it, isn't it funny? So you got Gavin Newsom, and this was reported earlier by Bill uh, Milligan. You know, I always say, what is with the what is so-called news reporters and their last names? Always too hard for PJW to pronounce. But anyway, so here is he got photos. And when I say earlier, I mean 26 minutes into the day earlier. We've obtained photos of Governor Gavin Newsom at the Napa dinner party he's in hot water over he said it was outside i don't see anything outside he's literally around you just judging by the photo here he got himself one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven people there oh my god oh it's a super spreader event then here he is standing up indoors talking to his wife as well i mean it, you know if, if if they don't have to abide by their rules why do we we need strong strict pushback on the democrat governors we really do uh so i want to transition to the senate race uh in georgia for a second uh, primarily loffler and warnock this guy warnock i mean it's just like every day that passes this was from yesterday it it seems like he's more radical more hatred builds in him as far as the united states goes you know uh, by the way kelly loffler um put out a tweet today i've lived the american dream i went from the farm to the fortune 500 i want georgians to have the same freedom and opportunities that i had and it won't be possible if we go down the road to socialism we must hold the line and protect the american dream well bill ware cnn reporter i mean call it what it is this is about as sexist as it gets good news georgia if you live on a farm you now qualify to marry the chairman of the new york stock exchange oh so i guess as far as bill's concerned that's how women become successful that's interesting from fake news cnn but anyway so warnock you cannot this is one of his um uh sermons that he was doing he says quote you cannot now listen to this you cannot serve god and the military so i mean <laughs> which one is it which one does he have a problem with now this is the same guy that in his church welcomed with open arms fidel castro now that should be a symbol for you as far as warnock what he's gonna do He's going to welcome 
communism and socialism with open arms into Georgia if this madman is ever elected senator. This is the same guy that, that loves Jeremiah Wright. Well, Jeremiah Wright, on top of being Obama's pastor, what does he say? It's not God bless America, GD America. And after 9-11 happened, when we as a country were attacked on our homeland, says, well, you know what? America's chickens coming home to roost. That That's what we want in the United States Senate? I know for sure if I lived in Georgia, I wouldn't be voting for this guy. Um, Let me quick uh, transition story out of Breitbart News. How about this? No longer prime time. The NFL, named on this program the MFL, the Marxist Football League, Sunday, Monday night ratings crater to new lows. The word struggling doesn't seem to be strong enough to describe what has happened to the ratings for Sunday night and Monday night football. Sunday night football's game, Patriots-Ravens last week, was down a whopping 31% over last week's week uh, last year's Week 10 game. Um, ratings have dropped for all 11 NFL games on NBC this season with viewership down for all but one. And uh, even though, listen to this now, Monday Night Football's averaged 11.45 million viewers and was the series' second best Week 10 audience since 2015. And even that was still down 28% over last season. Tell you what, you put Marxism and you put this radical socialist and these violent people that don't love the country, guess what? The American people don't want to watch that garbage. Um, Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, massive fan of. I think you know he's he's a Tea Party um, Republican, has the best interests of America at hand, as far as I'm concerned. And then um, Congressman Comer from Kentucky have put out a letter urging an investigation into the election. Dear Chairman Nadler and uh, Chairman Maloney. We urge you to immediately convene hearings to examine the integrity of the 2020 election. How quick do you think Jerry Nadler is going to get that big bowl that he is um, up and start these hearings? Given your role as leaders of a political party that spent four years baselessly calling into question the legitimacy of the 2016 election with debunked allegations of Russian collusion, you owe it to all Americans to fully examine allegations of actual election errors and misconduct that's a big line there and it rings true you owe it to all americans to fully examine allegations jim jordan was outlining september 23rd we released a report detailing how democrats across the country were pushing last minute changes to state election laws and procedures saying that they want chaos as far as the election goes well, the Trump campaign today <clears throat> had to um, pay $3 million to get a recount in Wisconsin. Now, listen to this, right? Wisconsin Elections Commission, after seeing President Trump's recount petition and objections, is trying to change the recount manual at an emergency meeting at 6 p.m. earlier to make objections harder to make. It says this must be stopped. That's uh, Andrew uh, Hitt, part of the uh, Republicans in um, Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, transition to Georgia, where you have David Schaefer, Republican in Georgia. Listen to this. One of our monitors discovered a 9,626 vote error in DeKalb County. Hand count. One batch of votes labeled... 10,707 for Biden and 13 for Trump. An improbable margin even by liberal DeKalb standards. The actual count for the batch was 1,081 for Biden and 13 for Trump. How, how do you miss that? How do you make these mistakes? If there's one thing that we have to get right in this country, it's our elections. Um... Now, what went down, occurred in Wayne County is just beyond
disgusting. Ronna McDaniel was on um the story of Fox News uh, saying that, you know, to see the GOP canvassers in Wayne County be harassed like that, it's mob rule. It was horrific. Now, here's here's more of it, okay? This is in the Federalist. Jordan Davison writes, Michigan Democrat doxes children of Wayne County election official. A Democratic Michigan state representative doxed the chairwoman of the Wayne County Board of Canvassers on a public Zoom meeting on Tuesday, revealing where her children attend school and claiming, did you hear I said school there was going on? Attend school and claiming that she was enabling racism by refusing to certify the Wayne County election. This is what um, this guy said, Abraham Ayash, good Lord knows how to pronounce Ayash, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, you, Miss Monica Palmer from Gross Point Woods, which has a history of racism, are deciding to enable and continue to perpetuate the racist history of this country. And I want you to think about what that means for your kids. Then he said, you know, exactly where he thinks that she, the kids go to school. You're standing here today telling folks that black Demic Detroit should not have their votes counted. You are certainly showing that you are a racist. Again, that's, you know, the only thing that they can do. But why is that okay? How disgusting and despicable is this human being? And this is a board member in Wayne County elections? You know, bullying and harassing um, Palmer and Hartman here. Just beyond disgusting. There's no low. It's not never low enough for the Democrat Party. Kaylee Mackin, and by the way, God bless uh, Hartman and um, Palmer for for standing up and being true American patriots. I mean, their acts of courage and bravery here. You know, who knows how far it could possibly lead? But God bless them. We pray, you know, for their safety. Oh, the left are vi very violent. The tolerant left, right? So tolerant. Disgusting. Anyway, Pennsylvania, Kaylee McEnany says there's multiple individuals who went to vote at the polls, but were told that they already voted by mail. That's interesting. In Wisconsin, Kaylee McEnany saying the board trying to change the recount shows how strong the Trump campaign's recount petition is. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to make another um, uh, statement as far as the uh, Wayne County goes. You got this Ned Stabler guy just, again, yelling at them. Re Reverend Wendell Anthony, you are a disgrace, uh, he's saying to the, you know, because that there's irregularities and who knows what's going on in Wayne County. There's no way you can certify the election. You know, you're a disgrace, the Reverend says. That's awfully nice from a Reverend, right? This election supervisor who says she marched with Martin Luther King, you know, um, everything was fine until things changed for Michigan, she says. Oh, uh, attorney David Joff, Jeffy, I don't know what, what you've done here is violate the law. He says, oh, because they didn't want to certify an election because it looks as fishy as possible. This reporter, by the way, Jennifer Ann Wilson, local report in Michigan, it, it, it when, um, it changed yesterday when they changed their votes to certify it. Breaking the votes have reversed, exclamation point, exclamation point, all capital letters. Like, she's excited, right? Is this a, a objective journalist? I don't think so. Wayne County Board of Canvassers has now certified the votes. As part of a resolution to ask the uh, Michigan Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, to audit the election results to identify the root causes of discrepancies. Like, like she's excited. I mean, what a joke, right? Uh, on top of the um, Secretary of State in Michigan, you got this Secretary of State Katie Hobbs in Arizona that's saying, oh, her family's getting threatened. I mean, we have direct threats to a family here in Wayne County. She's looking to me, look at I, I, this, this is a woman that's tweeting and saying that Trump's a Nazi and racist. Are we gonna, are we really going to, you know, trust her with election results coming out of Arizona? I sure don't. Um, so, so let me get into um, the last sort of thing I wanted to hit. Um, and uh, Pelosi is, you know, 
AOC, right? The squad, they're they're mad at Pelosi. They have a feud with Pelosi. All a lie. I warned you about it that this was going to happen. They weren't going to do a single thing. They weren't going to touch Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi recommits to term limit as speaker. This is in just the news making next term her last. Now, Pelosi was reelected, um, well, reelected. She was voted out of the, um, as, and as speaker um, today. Um, now, here's good, I mean, is this not good news? Listen to this, Pelosi. They said they were going to do it as far as making her um, speaker. She says they uh, didn't do it. What I said is then whether it passes or not, I will abide by those limits that are there. Don't let me... Uh, have to be more specific than that because we've never expected to have another term now. I consider this as a gift and I can't wait to be working with Joe Biden and preparing us for our transition into the future. So I don't want to undermine any leverage I may have, but I made the statement. So hopefully, I mean, isn't Nancy Pelosi 80 years old? I mean, when, when enough is enough already? I mean, geez, you, you've destroyed this country as much as you possibly can, Nancy. When is enough enough? But I warned you, I told you that um, AOC, Ayanna Presley, Tlaib, um, Islam Omar, that they're all talk. There's no action there. The Democrat, what did the Democrats get done? What did they get done except divide this country and make people hate each other? You know, nothing at all. And what? And where did, again, where did they take their cues from? One person, I, I, um, found the notes I wanted to bring up yesterday about Soros and the open society, you know, open society. What does open society George Soros do? Besides try to destroy America, they work to weaken the ability of national and local authorities and Western democracies to uphold the laws, values of their nations and community. Black Lives Matter, here you go, received 650 thousand dollars from soros controlled groups over the past year that was in 2016 until recently police were universally admired in the u.s but what happened george soros got a hold of it what happens to our elections george soros gets a hold of it soros has uh, open society willingness to use force and situations that demand the use of force has diminished Fear of criminal charges on the one hand and public condemnation as racists on the other causes police to prefer inaction even when situations require that they act. That's what they've been going after is the Western societies and police and people that really think that Black Lives Matter, that's why I mentioned the Marxist Football League, real Americans understand that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. The co-founder herself, Patrice Cullors, Patrice Coolers, however you pronounce her name, well, she says our ideological frame is we're trained Marxists. You know, to me, I just, can we unify with people like that, Joe? I mean, he's never condemned Black Lives Matter. They want a meeting with Joe Biden. Things, you know, authorize that? I sure do. At this point in time, Black Lives Matter was in the White House. Barack Hussein Obama invited them there. Yeah, it's just unbelievable what's going on. We have a, we don't have time to unify right now with the left and the Democrats and what they're trying to push, this socialist agenda that they're pushing on the American people. Everyone being reliant and dependent on government. You know, I want to just point something out. August 23rd, 1984, President Reagan said, quote, It was time we ended this reliance on the government process and renewed our faith in the human process. Does that not ring true as we see Biden, this fantasy about him being the president or Democrat governors locking down businesses people, American citizens, whatever they can again. Time we end this reliance on government, renewed our faith in the human process. Again, Democrats believe that as long as you're reliant and dependent 
on government to live your life that they're good you'll always give them power but what reagan's saying what conservatives are stressing at this day and age is that it's about you you can be successful government needs to get out of your life you know i would say that democrats are basically masking american people and the republicans are saying you know get the obviously they're not working take the masks off that represents a bigger symbol than just the actual masks don't have government so much in your life it's about you the american people government doesn't make the united states the greatest country on the world american citizens the american people are the key to making this the greatest country on earth joe biden will enforce more lockdowns mandates more government dependence donald trump wants freedom liberty opportunity not for some americans but for literally every american citizen that lives in this country the best country on earth